Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au. For SEN America, this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richard. How are you? Very good, mate. Today, we're going to get into the newsroom, continue our season reviews, head on over to Chris's betting corner, and of course, preview two of the last three games remaining this season. James, it's our 30-second podcast. The finishing line is in sight. Let's yeah. go to the newsroom. Very exciting. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. New England do what New England do, and that's winning the playoffs, beat the Chiefs 27-20, and that scoreline does not do that game justice. Not at all. They dominated the game from start to finish. Uh, the one thing I was impressed with from the Chiefs was their running game. I thought the Patriots' front seven would you know, play that better, and they really struggled, which surprises me, and it kind of makes me a bit nervous about their game next week, which we will get to at the end, as we usually do. But yeah, the, the, def- the defense certainly wasn't as solid. Um, I just think Seattle really... Oh, sorry, not Seattle. Kansas City really missed Macklin when he went out of the game. The offense was rolling pretty well until then. He just He's just such a good weapon for them and been a really good signing for them. So I think when he left the game with his knee injury, I thought he was pretty tough to play in it, to be honest, with a strained ACL. Yeah. As yeah, a, you know, if, if you're a tackle or a defensive interior defensive lineman, you know, you can maybe get away with it where you don't have to get in the open field and run. But as a receiver, you've got to cut off it and run as fast and as you can. Sprint and all it's, that. Yeah, it would have been fun. really difficult for him. So I have to give him a bit of respect. He went as hard as he could. He made it through almost to half time, and unfortunately he just cut and hopefully he hasn't, he hasn't done any severe damage, but it, it just was playing up on him and he couldn't go anymore. Yeah, and it's a bit of a shame for the Chiefs, but I, I don't know about you, but I just could not – I couldn't see them going into – no, Foxborough not with Amendola. As soon as Amendola and Edelman came back, it was just a completely different game. Now, interesting enough, while we're discussing Amendola, is he in trouble for that hit and he laid on the punt returner? Pretty cheap shot, hit him with the crown of the helmet. Well, if he was going to get suspended, it would have happened would have already. Happened. So. Oh, he, he, he got fined. Yeah, so, so the, the no suspension will follow a fine. Well, Amendola's not the key receiver. It's Edelman. It's oh, all Edelman's, about Edelman's Edelman. a gun, but yeah, it, Amendola it, helps. Yeah, I mean, what do you have? A couple of catches, maybe? Yeah, he wasn't yards, outstanding. Something like that. Gronkowski had two touchdowns, which was both the passing touchdowns, and Edelman had 10 receptions for exactly 100 yards. So he, he's just the in that system. The incredible thing about that, do you know what his long was? 14. So he was just they just solid get it to all him day. all the time. I think he had six first downs on the day as well. So the the tail of the game was straight out of the gate. The, the Patriots know they got no running game. Yeah, they've they, just given up, and they it's had smart. 19 pass attempts to one rush at the start of that game. That's how that game opened up. You know, what did Jackson finish with? 16 odd carries. Yeah, he's terrible. Oh, sorry, six odd. He, sorry, six I got carries. it. Now. He had six for 16. Yeah, he, he's. He's basically he's one hard cut from turning to dust. <laughs> Seriously, he is just I do not understand. There there has to be a better running back on the free agent scrap. I just can't I can't work it out. The best running back was was James I think it's James White 
Um, and basically, he was just a receiving back. He didn't run the ball much at all. Yeah, he had one carry for five. So, And uh, they certainly will have that sort of game plan going into the next game because Denver are a very good front seven as well. So I don't think you'll see them going and running over Denver. So that, you know, the Patriots, I will say one thing. They had a little bit of a throne of ease moment at the end of the game, up by seven points. Tom Brady went to throw it to Gronk on second down. I think it might have been third down, about seven. It was deflected by a defender, went straight up in the air, and guess whose hands it landed in? Yeah. Edelman's hands for a first down. Now, if that's not the most Patriots thing to happen, but as I, I always say... What, wasn't the only tip ball of the weekend? No, it certainly wasn't. And, you know, uh, better to be lucky than good, I guess, sometimes. Or I think your line is the harder, the harder you work, the luckier you are. They seem to get away with moments like that all the time. But in saying that, it would upset me if it was a three-point game and that happened and it was like against Denver maybe. But I don't think – I think the Chiefs did really well to get to the playoffs, but I don't think they were ever going to beat them. Do you th- and the score was flattering. Do you think it's a concern – and I think it was too – but do you think it's a concern that the Chiefs were in an onside kick of a go-ahead score? No. No, I, I think the Patriots – the defense scared me. So, yeah, mate – Maybe it was concerning. that Their defense did not play well. I can't believe the amount of hype around Malcolm Butler this season. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Because I had someone arguing with me on the weekend that he actually covers the number one uh, wide receiver, which is false. That's not what the Patriots do. The Patriots roll Logan Ryan onto the number one receiver with Devin McCourty, who is a superstar safety over the top. And then Malcolm Butler basically plays on the second string receiver one-on-one, which isn't an easy job, depending on who you're playing, but... I certainly think he's overhyped, and I think they're susceptible to the pass. So hopefully, old man Peyton can maybe do a bit of damage. But unfortunately, he's got as much smoke coming out of his, dust coming out of his arm as Stephen Jackson come, has coming out of his knees. So. Well, we'll move on to them next. Uh, Denver had the Pittsburgh. Sorry. I'll start that again. Pittsburgh went into Denver. Unfortunately, they could not get the win. The final score was 23-16. to 16. This was pretty much close all day. It was close all day, and the game turned on uh, a fumble from Fitz Toussaint, who's their, basically their third-string running back, sharing time with Jordan Todman, whose best days were known on the Jacksonville Jaguars, if that explains a lot. Um, they looked really good last week uh, against the Bengals, but... Unfortunately, I was listening to a podcast during the week, actually, and it was it was Dave Damashek's, and we all know Dave Damashek is the biggest Pittsburgh homer, homer ever. And he said, I know the backs looked good against the Bengals, but I'm just waiting for one of them to fumble in a crucial moment. And on the weekend, it was it was a crucial moment. Third down, he was running for a first down. The cornerback, the rookie cornerback from Denver, Derby, had a really good play. He just punched the ball out. Um Denver recovered it, and then that was it. They went, they got the go-ahead touchdown. I have to say, Peyton Manning made a couple of really nice throws on that touchdown drive, one over the middle, and then uh, defense did the job after that, held them, held them to a to a basically a four and out, and then got a field goal. So um, that game, like you, you say, you look at that, you say that the Pitt, the Patriots game was close, wasn't as close as it looked. However, Denver win by ten. People who haven't seen, look at the box score. Oh, Denver won that easy. That was no. way closer than the Patriots-Chiefs game. Absolutely. So the scores can be misleading. While we're talking about Manning, when he gave himself up and dove on the ground oh. and then go and then realized, oh, there's no one around me, and then got up. gets back up and throws it to Sanders. What was, I was just thinking, what is going on here? Oh, he was just scared. Was, I, I think he basically wanted to be Russell Wilson. He, he was, was like, trying to do the Russell Wilson slide, but he's like, his body I, I won't let him. If you want to see... <laughs> For everyone who's listening, you want to see something really funny. 
go on NFL.com, go to that game into the game center. There's the Brazilian, ESPN Brazilian announcers in Portuguese calling the play. <laughs> I've no idea what they're saying, but it is absolutely hilarious. You've got to get up on and have a look. I'm super concerned about Manning. I don't know what's going to happen. He, I would be more worried if, the, if I was a Patriots, be more worried if Osweiler was playing because you don't know what he's going to give. He could come and have the best game of his life. I think at this stage we know what Peyton is. Um, there was a question during the week on NFL.com who has more to lose from this game, the Patri- oh, Matt Manning or Tom Brady? Because it is – I'm not sure if you've heard, Rich, but it's Peyton v. Manning round 17 – I have seen that. You yes. have heard that at I've least seen it put up in Roman times. numerals. XVII. Yeah. It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty full on. So just look. I have to like this. The storyline's great. It's going to be oh, Peyton's yeah. potentially his last game. It's the one and two seeds in both conferences too, which yeah, I'm really which happy great. about. I don't yeah. want to see someone bob up out of nowhere. No, it's great, and we'll get to that when we discuss the Arizona game because you know the, I, I find that the, the good teams deserve to win at this at this point of the year. Look, I think Denver's defense is outstanding. But I'm just worried about that passing game. They have great receivers. Demiris Thomas has way too many drops for my liking. Oh, this year has been crazy. He's been terrible. He had a couple. Like his statistics have been okay, but his drops. You know, they could be for, a hell of a lot better. Yeah, if you the he, he could have an extra twenty catches if he didn't drop it. So you know, he had a bad game on the weekend. So they look to rebound. It's all going to come down to the running game for Denver, and it worked well against the Steelers, but. You know, if Patriots come to play, they're a pretty tough team. One quick thing, because we'll get to that stuff later. One yeah. quick thing about the Steelers. They came out of the gate and showed that Roethlisberger's arm was fine. And they took a bomb just straight down the field and said, get around that. But they never did it again. No, I don't think his they arm was fine. They never took another shot. Either he went, nah, that hurts like, you know what, and it's not going to go. Or... I would have taken another shot somewhere, just somewhere. I've, With pass interference rules and the way it goes these yeah, days, just you're throw, half a chance to get throw one up. You'll get either someone like a Martavius Bryant will come down with it, or, or you'll, you'll get, get a flag. Look, the the biggest problem they had was the pass rush of um, of Denver. They just couldn't get enough time in the pocket. Demarcus Ware had his best game of the year, in my opinion. Um, he didn't. I'm not, I don't actually know how many sacks he had. He might not have had any, but his pressure was outstanding. Von Miller is obviously a superstar. And, and Shane Ray, the first-round pick, is actually starting to come on pretty strong. But that defense is incredibly good. I th- And, and that, that's what won on the game against Pittsburgh. We did have a sack. Yep, had one. We had a sack. There you go. And he's pretty, he was, he was pressure on all day. had one. Yeah, that, that, that defensive front's outstanding. And Pittsburgh just couldn't get their offense going. Now, they were missing the best wide receiver in the league and Antonio Brown and that's tough and the best running back and Livian Bell let's not forget I think I reckon they've overachieved yeah. I, I think they've had a great year I had them winning the wild card but yeah I think they've got better with what they lost oh, I couldn't. I thought they've played so well and a quarterback who you know tore his road to, what did he have a separated shoulder in his throwing arm last week Like he's just a tough guy uh, look it, 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 is, it is what it is they've lost the game but I think Pittsburgh fans, you've got such a good base there. As long as you've got Roethlisberger around yeah, playing at the level okay. he is, they'll bounce back next year. The defense improved this season, so they're, they're going to look okay. Moving to the NFC, Seattle falls short of what would have been a record comeback and lose 31-24 to against the Panthers. Now, this game annoys the crap out of me <laughs> for, for two reasons. Seattle, you can't start that slow in a game. Now, there is a reason behind that, and... I had a bit of a whinge about it, and you had a good line that basically put me back in my place. They kicked off for Seattle. It was a 9 a.m. start Seattle time for that game. 
because they because the NFL put them on the early game in Carolina, which is it's a bit rough, but it's the way it works. If you're unfortunately if you're not the home team, it's what you have to put up with. Yeah, basically they said, would have been up at four a.m. Yeah. to prepare for that game. And as I said to you on the phone, I'm like, well, if you don't want it to happen to you, win some more games exactly. and play at home. Yeah, play at home. But I just think it's they couldn't give them the late game. I just don't understand why they can't give them the late game because it was in Denver. So, so if you can't have that game kick off at twelve Eastern or at one Eastern for the East Coast, yeah. because then they're literally kicking off at ten in the morning or nine in the morning. Yeah. So you can't you can't have those West Coast games, and by Denver finishing as the number one seed, they get right away. They get right away. Yeah, that's how it works. Look, it's, it's disappointing. It happened to Seattle. I think it was three seasons ago against Atlanta. They got jumped in the AFC champ- in the NFC Championship game, and ended up not being able to come back from it. Uh, as I said, Carolina, they were great in the first half, and I don't think there's they've done it a few times this year. There's not a team that's as explosive in a thirty minute span. But what concerns me about them, they blow out a team 31-zip at halftime and then all of a sudden they're all smiles and they're mucking around the sideline and then all of a sudden the game's getting tired again and Cam Newton just struggles to get it done in that situation. All of a sudden you couldn't see his big teeth on the sideline stuffing around. Um, yeah, and that, that's the thing. Let's not forget, one of those was Luke Keekley returning a, a bad pass from... Um, terrible pass. Well, they got two, two in, they got 14 points off turnovers, one directly. Yeah, and one was, yeah, as you said, directly run in. I mean, if you got tackled, they might have gone three and out and kicked a field goal. Yeah. Because you ran it in, you got that seven. Yeah, they were... Uh, and that's Carolina, credit to Luke Keekley. He agreed. He made a great player. play. But Carolina did what Carolina do, and they were running around and doing their selfies and... Giving ripping balls people, to kids ripping and flags out of people's all hands the stuff the that they do, which is fine. You can do that because if you lose doing that, they're going to say they're too loose and they don't care. And if you win doing that, they go, "Oh, they're such a loose team." They're having fun. They're yeah. having fun. So whatever, take it either way you want. But they just they couldn't sustain drives in the second half to no. run out the lead. As they soon as had. Seattle woke up, and that's what it, that's honest. Look, I'm not saying it's right or wrong that they have to play at that time. It's just the way it is. But as soon as Seattle woke up and started playing, they were by far the much better football yeah. team. And it's, it annoys me because, as I said before, I like the better football teams getting through. I think Seattle are superior in almost every element, except for maybe running back at the moment. Marshall Lynch looked just a bit underdone. Oh, he was. He, he was could, couldn't break tackles. Um, but mind you, they couldn't run the ball at all. That Seattle offensive line is not very good, and it's one of their big weaknesses I'll have to fix. Two storylines out of this game that I thought have gone a little bit under the radar. First one, that field oh, is crap. It, actually, I'm glad you brought that up. It's that terrible. Is, I cannot believe they're allowing teams to play on that. That's it's a disgrace. Out, that's an outdoor field in Carolina. This isn't Chicago yeah. or or somewhere up north where the ground's going to be it's bulletproof. It's good weather. That weather should be fine to grow grass in it's Carolina. That field was awful. And from the and high shots... it actually cost them... It cost Seattle the first touchdown drive because on the... I think it was a 59-yard run from from Jonathan Stewart, two defenders actually slipped trying to break back and get him. And then they all went in... If you saw straight after the break, every one of the defenders went and changed their boots. Yeah. To long stops, like wet weather stops. It, that field's a disgrace. Now, I'm not blaming the field for no, the me loss, either, but, but it's just it's injury yeah. injuries are going to happen, and it's the NFL for Christ's sake. Yeah, exactly. This I- is not Croydon Rangers sand pit. <laughs> this is the NFL, so it's not good enough. No, I think that's really bad. Now, the other one I think is just funny. For those who don't know, Russell Wilson's dating Sierra. Oh, it's just the- her her ex partner is a rapper named Future. 
Now, I didn't know any of this either. They've got a kid together and whatever. So, Russell Wilson went to the Seahawks and said, I don't want you playing Future's songs in the stadium anymore. So, for the entire warm-ups and preseason, every moment that Russell Wilson was on the field, they played it. the Panthers were pumping Future tracks non-stop for how 45 did they find, minutes. How did they find enough tracks to, to play? Oh, apparently, he's got heaps, all mixtapes and whatever. So, they just kept repeating. No, I, don't, I couldn't pick one of his songs <laughs> out of a lineup. I wouldn't have a clue. I thought Future I thought was a Melbourne was Music Festival. Hilarious. That's pretty funny. That, that's so that's funny. trolling the ultimate. I am starting to get a little bit sick of... Look, it was funny last time Cam Newton ripped stuff out of people's hands, but he ripped a Seattle Seahawks flag out of his hand. It, just leave people's possessions alone. Yeah, like yeah. it's getting a bit over the top. Laptops, flags. What's next? He just he's got a he's got real sticky fingers, and he's prone to stealing things. And this is the problem. They've just really got to, you know, stop him doing it. And MVPs, they got to cut it out. Because does does he want his kid chosen? To, does he want that to rub off on him? What a terrible name. Yes, people. I, I wasn't just saying the word chosen for the sake of it. His child's name, I don't even know if it's a boy or a girl, is named Chosen. Chosen Newton. This is the guy we're dealing with. I hope he loses next week because he needs to eat some humble pie, in my opinion. I'm so sick of him. Yep, I want him to lose too, but it's mainly because I like the Arizona Cardinals who beat the Green Bay Packers in the game of the playoffs, you yep. can say. Yep. It was... Fantastic from start to finish. It went backwards and forwards. Was it more? Aaron Rodgers did it. Was it again? Who cares? (laughs) If it happens so consistently, it just can't be. Exactly. He's a bit tinny, though. But I have to say, that throw on fourth and 20, that was not a lob it up throw. He saw Jeff Janis get over the top, and the cornerback's running that going, There is no way I'm going to pick this off. And when it comes out of his hand, you actually see the panic on the cornerback because he starts running about 10 gears faster to try and get to it. No one thought he could make that throw. It was on his in his own end zone, rolls around, breaks a tackle on his, off his back foot through it 60 yards to a point. Not just, oh, I'm going to lob this up to an open player. He, he's unbelievable. Yep. No one in the NFL throws a ball like him. No, not at all. Not um, Maybe Brady five years ago, but, yeah, but not I don't now. reckon then. No, no, maybe he's... I don't like, think I've ever seen anyone no, with the arm Maybe like his 07 or 09 seasons. Maybe, but, but this is... Not now. Do you think anyone's had this arm talent before? I don't think I personally, in 15-odd years, have never seen arm talent like He's like pretty this. good. He is pretty good. Um, after that pass, you obviously then got the 40-yard Hail Mary down to... On fourth down. Um, no, sorry, with five seconds yep. left, last play of the game. Down, down to Janice, it, it was a minute 55 drive. I was shocked at how much clock they ran off. They didn't spike it, but either way, it came good for them. We then headed into overtime. One of the strangest things I've ever seen, the umpire flicks the coin up. It didn't in flip. It doesn't flip and hits ground. Now, the NFL have come out and said, it is a coin toss. Not a coin not flip. Not a coin flip. So he, I didn't he see could, this. He could he have let it, it stand. So what happened? He flipped the coin. It's literally gone straight up, straight down. Did not turn over once. And, and just, who and who won it? Green Bay? No. So, Arizona won both. So it didn't matter. So the NFL were lucky. It didn't matter. Yeah. All the Green Bay players are like, whoa, whoa, whoa hang on. <laughs> it didn't even turn. And these, and you can, oh, so they said reflip it. No, no, no. They were complaining. You can see the ref's mind. You could see the cogs turning as he goes... No, no, I didn't flip. I'm going to pick it up again. And then it went to Arizona anyway. again anyway. So Green Bay have got no gripe with it then. That happened time. I don't understand so, the problem with it. I think it's the right move. If, if there was any 
you know, I get. I think it would have been worse if then Green Bay had won. Oh, because then I would think would Arizona have a, have a story. problem. Would, well, especially after the NFL come out and said no, that original coin toss should have stood. Okay, well, this is it's such an unprecedented thing. Exactly. And, and now it is basically from now on the coin will come out of the guy's hand and whatever happens, it happens. Yeah. Or, it is so bizarre though. Oh, it's so for a weird. Coin not to flip. The craziest thing is NBC had a high definition slow camera on the coin going up and yeah, down. It did literally <laughs> it went move. flat. I'm, yeah, it was. Either I, way, you could try it a million times and never get yeah. it to do it. The game went into overtime and it then became Larry Fitzgerald time. He First off, the- how how did Carson Palmer get out of that sack? There was an arm on his jersey you know it looked how? like Eli Manning in a yeah. in a Super Bowl. He's just a strong guy. Yeah. So he fought out of that, threw it back across his body. They reckon that pass went close to 40 yards. On point. Wouldn't have on gone more than point. head height off the ground. Fitzgerald's wide open. He beats three defenders, a great stiff arm, a beautiful change of direction, which um, off-footed two defenders. Got it all the way down to the two. And then he got the shovel pass for they the took, win. Yeah, they took one pass, and then he got the shovel pass for the win. And I, I like that they went they went back to him. Me too. Well, He's that, the best playoff receiver ever. I'm not even going to ask you what you think. He is. Yeah. Statistically, he just wins games when he's there. Well, they went to him twice. The play before, he's they threw freak. up a jump ball to him, he's and then they gun. gave him the shovel pass. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope. I hope Arizona, I know we've been on Arizona all year, but for a guy like Fitzgerald, I hope they win, because that would just put... You know, a cherry on top of what a fantastic career he's had. Like you remember that last time they made a run and made the Super Bowl, his he broke the record for most receiving yards in a, in a playoff period, in a postseason mm. period, by three or four hundred yards. He was just incredible in the Super Bowl as yeah. well. So, and, and this game was a lot like the the two AFC games. It was all passing. Um, Arizona Cardinals only had about um, I think it was seventeen or eighteen rushing attempts. Green Bay had just under 20, but there was 44 pass attempts from Green Bay. There were 41 from Arizona. This Fat, was a Fatty Lacey game. had the worst 60-yard touchdown run I've ever seen. He didn't get in. He I didn't get in. Got sure. He is just – and Mike McCarthy is now quoted after the game. He needs to lose weight. He, he basically didn't say that. He said he won't be able to play at that, at that weight again. So, exactly. He said you, you need to lose weight. I don't know how he'll take that because he's – Alabama backs tend to not like criticism too much, so it'd be very interesting how he handles the criticism he's getting. Also, James Starks is a free is uh, unrestricted free agent, so you've got to kind of make a decision now. He's going to want some money because he had a good year, mm. and someone will pay him more than the Green Bay will because you know what Green Bay are like they'll they don't like paying free agents. So it's interesting to see what will happen. I'm just I'm wrapped Arizona one. I don't think Green Bay ever deserved to tie the game up. I, the sixty yard pass to get the first down on fourth and twenty that was a terrific throw. The other play, defenders have got to break that up. I, oh, I, I just yeah. don't know why is there only two defenders in the end zone. No, no, there was the two on him, and there were the there were two they covering the top the, the top guy. receiver but as they, well. But they sent they sent six. I don't mind blitzing. Neither do I. But I guess against Aaron Rodgers, I just want everyone back. Send three because well, he's, he's going to get the ball there anyway. Well, it didn't work. They oh, caught right. it anyway last but time. That was, that, that was just pure ass. But anyway, he can make the throw off his back foot. You may as well give him the throw normally. Like He's going to get it there anyway. Have sent everyone back and rush one. Just because what's the point? Like He's going to get it down there. He's the kind of guy who'd then rush for a 70-yard rushing touchdown <laughs> from a cornerback. No, no white man will ever do that. Look, um, I said, I'm glad Arizona yeah. won. It's going to it, be a really good it, championship yeah, game. Yeah, it brings us to the end of the best two weekends of the NFL. The, the wild card weekend, the divisional weekend are the best two weekends well, of NFL football. you get eight football. good teams playing. Yeah, they're so good. They're so good. 
Now what we're going to do is spin over to our season reviews. We'll talk oh, about a bunch just, of teams. Can we just quickly touch on some coach signings? Uh, yeah, if you want to, far away. I just want to touch Mike Malarkey. got signed by the Tennessee Titans. Horrible. Just Sorry a, for you all just Titans a dumb fans. Move. That's going to be awful for you. They end up hiring an interim coach. They couldn't wait till the end of the playoffs to interview Maybe McDaniels. McDaniels or something, yeah. like, I don't like McDaniels either, but he's got to be better than bringing in a guy who's already failed for you as an interim. Um, just Tennessee, typical yeah, just cheap, bull crap. cheap, cheap, cheap. They're a terrible organization. Um, and you've got Mariota as well. So now you're going to build behind yeah, nothing. Well, you're going to ruin him. Exactly. Um, I'm not sure if we discussed it last week. Chip Kelly's going to the 49ers. Look, it is what it is. At least they're trying. Um, he wanted to go there because of Kaepernick. Well, at least, at least they won't touch him, let him touch personnel over there. So maybe yeah. he'll just coach. Exactly. And if he just coaches, he's had a couple of number one offenses. So, um, yeah, hopefully it can work out. And uh, Dirk Cutter was uh, promoted from offensive coordinator to the Bucks. Head coach, I like that purely because they had so much success on offense with Doug Martin, um, Jameis Winston. Statistically, keep building. statistically, that is the best Buccaneers offense ever. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, so, that's a really good move. They're gonna because I, I think it's gonna take them a couple of seasons to rebuild that defense either way. No matter who oh, your coach is, there's a lot of holes. Yeah, yeah so <clears throat> they're gonna have to fix that up. We'll get to their, to their season review anyway. Um, I think that's about it. Mark Coglin didn't get fired. Didn't get hired. No, but that doesn't surprise me. Oh, I was a if, bit he, if he couldn't get a job that he thought was perfect for him, he just wouldn't have taken it. And that couple of good jobs that were there were gone. So yeah, look, um, Jim Jim Caldwell kept his job from Detroit, which surprised me a bit. But we did discuss that the success he had with Jim Bob Cuda, they'd keep that together for at least a season and you see how find it goes. Out what you got. You yeah, exactly. Find out. And you know, firing guys doesn't work either. So. You, know, you don't know what, what else there is. I'll look forward to Mike Malarkey being fired in about 360 days. Maybe I should get on that one for first coach yeah, being get, fired get next on, year. Get on it, yeah. <laughs> Moving over to our season reviews, the Jacksonville Jaguars had a 5-11 and 11 season. James, I think they've got some pieces. They certainly do have some young pieces. Look, their free agency, they're not going to lose a lot. There's not a lot of talent they're going to lose either. I think the best player from free agency is probably Steve w- Stefan Wisinski. He's the center. He's a really good solid player, but he was only on a one-year deal. No one wanted him in free agency last year. So, look, I, I can't see them having any real problems. They definitely need some help at the cornerback and safety position. In saying that, though, Jonathan Cyprian, the young, I think it was his second year at safety, had a really good year, led, led the team in tackles, He's just a really good football player. So they can find another piece there at safety. They'll be fine. They, ne- they, they need to draft a cornerback. They have the fifth overall pick. So There's some good secondary players at the top of the draft this oh, year that will be sitting there and will be available to them. Yeah, the, yeah th- There are some really good players there um, that they can go out and get to help bolster that. Yeah, absolutely. You've got Morris Kennedy from Virginia, uh, Danzel McDaniel, what a name, from Kansas State, Will Redmond from Mississippi State, uh, Dion Bush from Miami is a safety hybrid corner kind of guy. And there's a couple of underclassmen who've declared. You've got Mackenzie Alexander or Vernon Hargraves III. There's some guys like that that they yeah, can go and get as well. They, they should be able to rebuild. Look, I'll, I'll touch on their MVPs for the season. Offensively, look, I tried not to pick quarterbacks, um, but it is worth noting Blake Bortles had an incredible season, you know, four and a half thousand yards, thirty-five touchdowns. He did have the eighteen picks, but he's a young quarterback. He's really developing in his second season, and he wasn't a high first rounder. So um, yes, he was. He was a number three pick. He was too. I'm thinking of the wrong. Person. You're thinking of Derek Carr. I am thinking. But of that's Carr. all good. But I went with Allen Robinson for the offensive MVP. Um, him and Alan Hearns really turned the t- uh, turned the tide for them. 
80 receptions, 1,400 yards, which is 17.5 yards per reception, which is massive, 14 touchdowns, did not make the Pro Bowl. And Alan Hearns had 1,000 yards, again, at 16.1 yards a clip um, and 10 touchdowns. So that's kind of where all the damage has been done. You've got 29, 24 touchdowns out of his 35 in there. Who'd you um, have as your defense MVP? Because that's not a great defense. No, it wasn't a great defense, but Paul Plaslasny, for me, was the guy. Uh, he had 133 tackles, one sack, and had two interceptions as well. Just a real solid linebacker. Doesn't get a lot of credit, um, which a lot of middle linebackers don't, especially the white ones. But basically, he's he's a Penn State boy, which is basically linebacker you. Um, had a really good season, and he's been consistent for a long time. So him, Talvin Smith was second on that. But, but they'll get back uh, Flower next year, who their yeah, number three which should, which overall should pick. Help. If, if he comes back good, they'll, they'll be fine. Baltimore Ravens also finished 5-11. and 11. Their season falling apart was due to injury more than anything else. Um, start with Flacco and then go anywhere else. They were the team that, uh, this might not be right now, but during the year they had the most players on IR. They, well, they've got 31 unrestricted free agents well, that, That's were, just from signing guys during the season. Exactly right. To one-year deals. Yep. They're a complete patchwork quilt. Um, I mean, I don't even know where you start. You just got to get your guys back. They only got. There's two guys they need to get back. Justin Tucker, the kicker, one of the biggest leagues in the NFL. He's fantastic. He prefers the laces um, to not be out, as most <laughs> kickers do. Bill Billy Walsh from... Minnesota might might like that. And Courtney Upshaw, the outside linebacker, had a pretty good season. He's an unrestricted free agent also. Uh, I don't think this team – I think, you know, they're saying they're bad, but they were bad because of injuries. Yeah, that's got to get health. They lost Justin Forsett as well. They're starting running back who came off a really good season. Um, Flacco, you know, whatever you think of him, he is a good quarterback. And yeah, he's, of he's he is. certainly in the top half of the league. He's Definitely. in the top 16. So – and there's nothing else out there, and that's what really showed when you've got Matt Schwab and Jimmy Clawson having to play for you and Ryan Mallett late in the season. So, look, that's the bottom line with them. They certainly need a safety. That's one of their weakest positions, which is unfortunate because they drafted Matt Elam in the first round two years ago. He certainly hasn't worked out for them. He had season-ending injury this year. Again, an- another injured guy. Um, a-, a pass-rushing linebacker and probably a wide receiver because I don't know if Steve Smith will come back. He said he was going to retire. I have a feeling he'll come back because I just can't imagine Steve Smith ending on that note of injury. But if he doesn't come back, their best receiver was was Kumar Aitken, um, who you know wasn't even that good. So, look, that's the bottom line. I gave their offensive MVP to Joe Flacco because he didn't play half the season <laughs> and they were terrible without him and they weren't bad with him. That's a simple thing. Their best receiver was... Kamar Aitken, who didn't even have a 1,000 yards, actually didn't have a bad year for a guy you'd never heard of. But Steve Smith only played eight games. He had 46 receptions for 670 yards and three touchdowns. So he was probably the, the next best offensive player. If they decide they want to go with the wide receiver, they could add somebody like Treadwell out of Old Miss, who's you know, he's a freak show. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the defensive MVP. And they've got an early pick. And this is the thing. This is what... Baltimore and the Cowboys, you know, and you can Don't even normally say have. you can say Tennessee and Jacksonville as well. They've got their quarter, or they think they've got their quarterback, and we'll get to Tampa Bay as well. If you're if you're drafting in the top five or top ten with a quarterback already cemented in place, you can just take the best talented player, and you normally get a good player with that. Yeah, whereas if you're someone like the Browns, you're like, I have to take a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Look, the next guy, uh, the next, the defensive MVP. Uh, is Daryl Smith, 121 tackles, three sacks, two two forced fumbles, uh, and one interception. 
again, wasn't a very good defense. It was really out of him and CJ Mosley, the young middle linebacker, but um, Daryl Smith just had a few more turnovers. That was the only difference. So I said, they've got a good core built there. They've got a really good young defensive line. They fix up those defensive backs. Jimmy Wills, um, Jimmy Smith, sorry, the corner, had three picks on the season, wasn't too bad. They then move on Ladarius Webb and, and draft some guys. Their offense will bounce back with Flacco. Um, hopefully Steve Smith comes or they find a replacement. They'll be absolutely fine. Yep, I would think so too. Moving over to the San Francisco, Jared Haynes. I mean, 49ers. They also finished 5 and 11, fired their coach, got a new one. Probably got a little bit of excitement in there. I'm interested to think uh, there's a lot of places that would say their top need is a quarterback. With Chip Kelly going there no, and Kaepernick. having Kaepernick. He, he wants Kaepernick, so I'd be amazed if he rolls, if he gets a new quarterback. Yeah, it, it's. It's something that's been toted around. If you're thinking, you know, if you've got that sort of San Francisco mindset, you know, what are you looking to add? Or well, what do you think your highest need is? I think offensive line. That was certainly their weakest spot last year. Now, I, I, it's slipping my mind that the right tackle that retired last year before the season started, I think it was Howard. Either way, I can't quite remember. He was one of their. He was a really good player. Hopefully, he has a change of heart and comes back and actually, you know, plays for them. But they don't really need anything because they have Jared Hain. <laughs> and I just, no, I feel like with him, the sky's the limit. You know, there's been Fox Sports Australia have put out two articles on the same day. One saying that. Chip Kelly is just going to make Jared Hayne the best running back in the world. And another one saying that Chip Kelly being hired could be the end of Jared Hayne, both written by the same person. You go for Sports Australia. <laughs> journalism, at, at, journalism at its greatest. Look, honestly, they need help at wide receiver. Anquan Bolden, in my opinion, he's out of he's 35 years old. Look, he's had a terrific career. He probably can scrape another year somewhere else. I don't think they'll bring him back. Um, Alex Boone, the guards are fragile. I think, don't think you'll see Reggie Bush back. Look, there's just not a lot of talent on this team right now. They need to take. I said they're another team. If Chip Kelly wants to roll with Kaepernick, they can take the best talented player. Um, they're probably right on the, the linebacker position, defensive line. They took Eric Armstead last year, the rookie who looked really good late in the season. Look, I think corner or wide receiver is what is what they should be going for. Who'd you have their MVPs as? I had their MVPs as offensively. Jared Hayne, <laughs> um, you know, his 32 yards were just unbelievable. Magical. Magical. And as an Australian, getting to watch him on seven mate every single week made me glad I had Game Pass and didn't have to watch it. So, look. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Chris. He's getting jealous because he's Love not in this show. Look, basically, I, yeah, I had Jared Hayne. It was a bit of a joke. But I will say... Pretty impressed with Jared Hayne. We didn't think he'd even make the roster. So good work, Jared. Get back in there next season. Work hard, and I think you'll be right. And defensively, I had Navarro Bowman. Had an outstanding season coming back from from pretty bad knee surgery. So he had a really good year. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins. 2015 record was 6-10. and 10. Obviously, when you're playing a division that was relatively competitive when we took the start of the year, that this was going to be one of the most competitive divisions in the league. You got to... It kind of was. It was still pretty good. They had two teams coming out of it. A third was in it pretty much right up until the last day. Oh, sorry, should have had two coming out of it and had a third that was kicking around. Well, the, the worst team was 6-10. and ten. You know, They would have almost won the AFC South. <laughs> With two weeks to go, they <laughs> yeah, would have had a chance about. to win the AFC South. So, look, that, that's just... 
Uh, How'd you see their season? Because I, I thought they underachieved. That's why they fired their so coach. So disappointing. Yeah. And Philbin was, was a real problem there. He's a terrible coach. They've solved that. Sorry, let me rephrase. He's a terrible head coach. Yes. He might be a good he offensive be a good coordinator. coordinator. He's already been hired somewhere else, and I can't remember where it was. But uh, it's pretty easy to be a good offensive coordinator when your quarterback's Aaron Rodgers. Because that's where he was before that. So I think it's pretty easy to get hired from there. Look, I think they definitely need to add talent at the cornerback position. Brent Grimes turns 33 this summer, so he's not you know, going to be around a hell of a lot longer. They have talent. What I think they really need to do is bring back Lamar Miller. And I'll just say right now, he was my um, offensive MVP for this team. I thought Tannehill had an okay season, but it was more statistically driven than you know, than actually being a good quarterback. He had good statistics, but he didn't play as well as those statistics. But you look at Lamar Miller, he had almost 900 rushing yards at 4.5 a clip and eight touchdowns. And he had he was the second in receiving with almost, just under 400 yards receiving and two touchdowns. So he's had a 1,200-yard of scrimmage season and, and 10 touchdowns. That's pretty good. I will say... I was very close to picking Jarvis Landry, 110 receptions, 11.57 yards and four touchdowns, but it was a touchdown. It just didn't get it there for me. Um, but Lamar Miller, the thing that annoys me about him is they just didn't use him correctly. He'd have... Do you think he'll walk? I think he will. I don't think he wants to be there unless no. the new head coach can convince him. And who have, Mi- have Miami hired anyone yet? Yeah, I'm sure they have. Hang on. Richie will get that, but unless the new head coach can convince him to stay... Oh, they hired Adam Gase. Yes. They did. They hired Adam Gase. So I shouldn't have just searched for Miami head coach because Mark Richter came up, who's the new head coach of the Miami Hurricanes in the college. Should have oh, searched a little more yeah. detail. Yeah, Adam Gase has been given from Chicago. So, you know what? He's been pretty good at using running backs. Matt Forte's been great. But if you remember Matt, Matt Forte, which we'll get to when we get to Chicago, he's out of contract. So that could be a reuniting there because he's had a pretty good career with Adam Gase. Look, they have to bring back Lamar Miller in my mind. If he doesn't, I'm begging for the Cowboys to sign him because he'd have 110 yards and two touchdowns at halftime and touch the ball two more times for the game. And it's as if Campbell was trying to lose. So I don't know whether he was or not. I'm not going to speculate, but that's the bottom line. They just look terrible. Uh, my defensive... Do you want me to give you my defensive Yeah, MVP? last one. Yep. Defensive MVP is Rashad Jones. Now, he's a guy, the biggest snub from the Pro Bowl, in my opinion. I've said his stat line before, but I will say it again. From strong safety, 135 tackles, two sacks, three forced fumbles, including three recoveries, and five interceptions, two of them going for touchdowns. That is an incredible season. And that defense isn't far off. Ndama can sue. You know, I know they paid a lot for him, but you've got to if you want that guy. 61 tackles, six sacks from the interior line. And Olivia Vernon had seven and a half sacks. They played most of the season without Cameron Wake, who finished with seven sacks. So, look, that defense will be fine. Didn't he get three of them in one game or something? Four, I think. Four in one game. So, yeah. But, you know, he's he's an incredible pass rusher. So, if they keep that group together... And then Adam Gase can get the offense going. And that's why I like that they've gone and got an offensive-driven guy. Absolutely. We'll continue this in the coming podcast. But right now, we're going to be getting over to Chris's betting corner. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. G'day, Chris. Boys. How are you, mate? Well, how are you? My Starkey, how are you? Very well, very well. Do you want to hear how uh, you guys went last week before we get into this week? I don't. I know you don't, but Richie does. Let's get awful. into it. Kansas City to beat the, beat the Patriots at $2.96, $500. Whoa. Look at that. All right, I'm going to take 
The Arizona Cardinals to beat the Green Bay Packers parlay into the Kansas City Chiefs Patriots game being under 42 points. Uh, parlay together, that's 262. I'll have 500. Steelers made Denver Broncos at 322. This is going to be a really cool. Oh, man. This I is going to be a really, really quick highlights reel next week. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like 20 seconds. All right. I really don't like the Carolina Panthers, so I'm going to put them out of the playoffs by betting on them. Carolina Panthers paying $1.68 just for the win straight up. I have $1,000 that they do. 1000 there we go. Seattle beat the Carolina Panthers and the game to be under 44 points. At a whopping $6.22, I will have... I've got, got 1000 rich. I wasn't listening, so do whatever you want. 1000 Super Bowl MVP will be Carson Palmer. That's paying $7. I'll have 500 bucks on it. So that is the story of last week. James, Babao, zero from three. Richie, well, one was a futures bet, so we can't count it just yet. He won $160. So you won from two. <laughs> no, he didn't. One from two. 680, mate. So, James, for the week, you started off 20,766. You are now on 18,766. Richie, you started the week 12,718. You lost on your first bet. That's 500 bucks down. You won on that $1,000 bet, so that's 680 bucks up. And the futures bet, we're going to still have to find out what's going on with that. So that's 500 bucks out of your pocket there. So you ended the week $12,390. So I'm getting worried close, about these futures he's bets. Got a well lot of within futures striking bets. zone. A lot of your money is tied up in futures bets. So we've got to remember that. I reckon you're just about as even as it can It's pretty get. even, yeah. It's, it's pretty, pretty close. It's pretty Which even. just shows we're actually both not too bad at this. We might actually know what we're talking about well, a little bit, Rich. That's because you're not putting on real money. Yeah. and Oh, shut up, Chris. What? <laughs> I am. I've been doing every bet. You going first or am I going first? You go first. All right. Straight up, Arizona Cardinals to win into New England to win. Good. That's oh. paying 376. Stiff shit should have gone first. <laughs> I'll have $500 on it, please. Oh, that's just. You have to change on the fly. <laughs> that's ah. so nasty. You should have gone first. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. Just add Look, some sort of line in no, there. No, I'm going to go for a futures bet. I'm going to go for Doug Johnson. I think that's his name. The running back from I Arizona. Think I think name. it's Doug Johnson. Um, I know it's Johnson. To be the Super Bowl MVP, and I'll have... Uh, it's paying $6.42. No, that's not... What the hell is this app doing to me? Richie, have you got your second bet? Yeah, I do. This is, I, it's not yeah, working for me. We'll come back to you. I'll save you from the muck. Thank Rob you. Rob Gronkowski to score two touchdowns and oh. New England to win is paying seven fifty. I like those in-game bets as well. I'll have five hundred on that as well. That's a good one. I like that one, James. Do you want to bet on the the Patriots or whatever the team's name is? You don't really know. I don't know any of the team's <laughs> names. I don't know what I was looking at before. I'm going to go with. Tom Brady to be the last touchdown scorer in the game. Oh, okay. And the Patriots to win at eight dollars forty. Can he throw it, or does he have to rush it? Either, oh, it just says last touchdown. I think you'll find he has to rush that. No, well, I'm putting in his passing. No, you, you can't, can't take do up that. your own. You can't make up your own bet. There's odds in there for a reason. Last touchdown scorer. Surely, if he passes for it, it counts. So what I'm just like doesn't. saying you're going for the Patriots, but then they lose at the line, and you're like, oh well, that's what I kind of meant anyway. So I'm taking it. I hate betting. All right, I'll have uh, 
I'll change it from Tom Brady because I don't. I think he'll pass a touchdown. I will have Julian Edelman, and I'll just get his odds quickly. He has ten. He is at thirteen dollars for him to be the to last what? touchdown okay. scorer and the Patriots to win. That's okay. my first. Bet. How much was it paying? Thirteen dollars. I'll you. have five hundred on it. And you got another one as well because Richie's already done his. Are you not having two. a second one? I I've got my two in. I won't have a third. You won't have third. I will just go for my third bet. I will have the uh, Arizona Cardinals to win and the game to be over 46 points. Sorry, 44 points. How much is it paying? Uh, one sec. Sorry, I'm just using a new app and it's really confusing the hell out of me. You're going to have to change it back. James, you, need, yeah. you need your laptop back. Is D- what just you need. to pull the curtain yeah. back a bit. James forgot his laptop today, so he's been all over the place. I'm a little bit out you're of sync. So He's a little frazzled. Your, your, your cheeks are all and red. And Kostaki's looking at me and he just makes me nervous. It is, sorry... Did I say the odds? No. <sighs> My life is a toilet. The odds are nine dollars fifty, and I want five hundred dollars on it. You've got it. Let's just move on before anything else can happen, Rich. <laughs> yeah, really quick. We're going to move over, of course, to previewing the next two games: Patriots at Broncos and Cardinals at Panthers. We'll start with the AFC. James, give me a case where the Broncos can win. Uh, if their defense plays outstanding and New England's defense doesn't, if they can get their running game going, get a lead early, uh, that defense is is the best in the league. It w- certainly was this season. Um, they are they are an outstanding defense, so that's that's how I can see them winning. Yeah, I think uh, it was really windy. It was one thing we didn't mention when we were talking about the games earlier, which made Manning's passes look even worse. Now it could be a still day with the sun out, and I still think they'll be flapping around. It is at home but as well for Denver, which is a big deal. It is. They don't have to travel. Um, and the two games are at really weird times this week. Um, what are the game times? They're both on. They're both going to be Monday, our time, so they're both Sunday in the States. The It'll be the 5 a.m., 8 a.m. No, they don't do that. They do 3.30 p.m. Eastern. So what time does that start our and, time? Sorry, they do 3 p.m. Eastern. So it'll start at 4 o'clock our time. And they do 6.40 PM so it'll be, yeah, it'll, it's like four o'clock, seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's so they are at weird times. It, the NFC game is the late game. That's the Cardinals and the Panthers. That's the one at um, seven thirty our time. Yep. And the New England Denver game is the three, which is the four a.m. game our time. Okay. So, so that well, game, look, it's going to be during the day. It's not supposed to be particularly cold or anything like that. The yep. weather's supposed to be all right. Look, I, I think. The Patriots have to be the favourite for me because they have Tom Brady, which it might be an understatement, but it's just the truth. He just finds a way to win games all the time. He's the man. Yeah, he is the best quarterback of all time. There's no doubt about it. Well, we, we talked about when we were watching the games last week, there was the infographic that Tom Brady's got more wins in the playoffs than most teams in the NFL. Yeah, and he also, this is the 10th time in, in 15 season, it's the 10th time they've played in the AFC Championship game. Which is incredible. Two in every three it's seasons. Incredible. They're in the final four teams. Final two from the AFC. They're an incredible team, as Chris would know as one of their biggest fans. Because the, the Chiefs lost now, so you're going to back the Patriots I was never again. A Chiefs fan. I was what, Patriots. Oh, we're going to get some. We're going to get some uh, <laughs> something to ruin your day. Because last week you were. Should we move on to the next game, Richie? Oh, oh who, who have you got? Tip. Oh, I got the Patriots by seven. I'm going to go. My head says the Patriots. I think I think they'll win it. Yeah, it, it, it should be close because they're a good defense. Moving over to the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. This game will be down in Charlotte. The weather's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be fine. Not cold, nothing like that. 
I deep, deep down, I think the Cardinals are a better team all around. I have all year. I would much prefer this game to be in the desert, but it's not. Yep. I think Carson Palmer looks shaky. I think he looked not too flash last week, but he pulled it out. So then he like all those nerves are gone. It was probably he's only, must have only been well. his first or second playoff win. He wouldn't have many. He would he would have had one in the Bengals, and we all know they haven't won one for a long time. So I reckon he got over all those nerves. Yep. He had a bad game and he got away with it. And you know what? He made a terrific play in overtime to win the game. Hundred percent. Him and Larry Fitzgerald. I would if if I was his coach, I'd be saying throw it to Fitzgerald as much as you can. Yeah. Pretty uh, simple. And I, I'm not going to take anything away from Carolina, but... They've got to get off that Carolina secondary. That's the biggest weakness. If they're front attack four... Attack Finnegan. If Cortland fr- Finnegan can't Yeah, he's go. terrible in the slot. He's yeah, awful. And they won't have... Back. Oh, I can't even say the other corner's name. Beninkawari, I think yeah. his name is, the other cornerback, and he's still out. It so. won't be hard to stay away from Norman because he won't follow a receiver around. No, just he's, move just, he'll just into sit in the his slot. cover three deep zone and you can avoid yeah. him comfortably. Yeah, look, I, I, think, I think Arizona is the better team. I don't think they'll win necessarily. I think it'll be a really close game because, as I said, Panthers have done have wronged the haters all year. They've found a way to win all year. I thought Seattle would beat them if it wasn't for their great first half. But if Arizona come out ready to play, which I think they will, I don't think Seattle have four good quarters in them where I think if Arizona play like they did against Green Bay, for example, this mm-hmm. game could be over at halftime. And if they get up 31-zip or even... 20 zip, you will not catch them. They are such a good offense. Yeah, and look, the line in both of these games is three points, which you basically give to a home, given team, the home team for an three. NFL game. Yep. So they've basically got both these games as a pick them. Yep. You know, I, look, it's I really want It's such good games. It's one yeah, versus two in each. I really, I really want to see Carol. Uh, sorry, I really want to see the Cardinals get up and win because I think a Cardinals Patriots Super Bowl will be awesome. Yep. But I just I, can't stand watching Carolina win again. By the I, same, they th- just make me sick. By the same turn, I think a Broncos Panthers Super Bowl would be a bit crappy. Yeah, because yeah, I, I know what you mean. It would be it would be really because I'd have all my money on the Panthers. Yep, I think we're going uh, Patriots Arizona. They're our they're our picks. And they're, they're who we want, um, and that's not saying the Panthers can't win because they're they're a good football team. They were the best team in the league this year. So in the regular season, though, is a different thing. Two of the last three games to come up this weekend. I hope you'll enjoy it. Take your Monday off. Start planning your Super Bowl parties. Where are you going to do? What are you going to go? I'm going to the Hawthorne, Rich. Me too. One of the biggest things we're going to do is break down the Pro Bowl next week, game by game, player by player. I no, think we, won't. we won't even spend two minutes on it because it's a total waste of time. It's good fun, though. It's a, it's good fun, the Pro Bowl. It's good fun. You should watch it, but it's a terrible game. That brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. Until next week, for JA, for our producer, Chris Tyler, I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for downloading. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. Yes, You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world, and now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.